too. Just exactly what is recovery? Hello everybody and welcome to my second podcast. Uh, this is entitled, What Exactly Is Recovery? Um, if it's the first time you're listening to one of my podcasts, uh, the project is called Brain Attack Music. My name is Andy Dovey and I'm a stroke survivor uh, as of 2013. That's when I had my stroke. So what exactly is recovery? Now, I follow a number of stroke survivor Facebook groups and so on. And one of the recurring themes that I see in those posts from new stroke survivors is along the lines of how long will it be before I'm better? And of course, it's a really natural question, completely natural. And one, I'll be honest with you, that I asked just over seven years ago now when I had my brain attack. Uh, I think it's perfectly reasonable and logical to want to, quote, get back to normal, unquote, after any illness. In other words, to recover fully. And of course, our experience in this area is that the normal run of things is that a doctor will say something along the lines of, well, you've broken your leg. It's not a compound fracture. You'll be in a cast for a few weeks, then some physiotherapy for a few more, and then you'll be fine. Back to playing football, whatever. Uh, or it might be something like, well, you need a triple heart bypass, you'll be in hospital for a few weeks, and then blah, 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 blah. So for most conditions, the future is reasonably clear and mapped out. And the medics concerned can reasonably predict what we need to do, having had the issue that we've had, in order to recover. Now, all of this, of course, is quantifiable based on previous medical experience of similar patients with similar issues, etc., etc. And as patients ourselves, this is kind of what we expect in answer to the question, oh, having had a stroke, well, how long will it be before I've recovered? However, we have to accept the situation that we have a brain injury and therefore a straightforward answer probably isn't possible. Now that can be a really hard pill to swallow for new brain attack survivors. So I think we need to be very careful about how we use the word recovery. And if we define recovery as meaning getting back 100% of my faculties, both mental and physical, so I'll be exactly the same as I was pre-brain attack, then we may end up being frustrated disappointed, angry, depressed. If you've had a full stroke, not a, not a mini stroke or TIA, and therefore have brain damage, then the 100% back to how I was before recovery probably won't be possible. Probably. That's the reality of brain damage. Just to sort of rewind a wee bit, before my brain attack, I had absolutely no idea what a stroke was. I didn't know it was a brain injury. I didn't know that stroke survivors, brain attack survivors, will have brain damage and disabilities. 
things like memory problems, speech problems, paralysis, mobility issues, and so on. And in not appreciating that it's a brain injury, I also didn't know that it can cause emotional problems, depression, anxiety, those sorts of things. Now, when I was in hospital, in the neurosurgery ward, following my brain attack and six hours of emergency brain surgery, all I could think of was getting back to work. That was it. Um, I was a professional musician at the time, uh, a drummer, and I was playing and teaching, both in schools and privately in my studio at home. So all I could think of was I've got drum lessons to give, I've got students to teach, I've got bands to play with, rehearsals to do, gigs to do, sessions to do, blah, 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 blah. And of course, I needed to earn money because all the while I'm lying in a hospital bed, I'm not out there earning money. Like anybody else, I had bills to pay. And I remember very vividly sitting up in bed in the neurosurgery ward. I had a, a drain tube coming out of the top of my head another one from the back of my head. I was wired up to a heart monitor. I had an IV in one arm and a catheter inserted where catheters go. I couldn't walk or get out of bed on my own. I had no idea how bad things were, but all I was thinking was, I'll be out of here soon. Back to work in a few weeks. No problem. Back to normal. Now, <laughs> that was over seven years ago, and I haven't been able to return to work since. And I'm not going to be able to, is the result. I'm very definitely not now back to normal, whatever constituted for normal before I had the brain attack anyway. I walk with a stick. I've got balance problems. I've got really bad neuro fatigue. I've got memory problems. I've got sleep issues. I've got problems with temperature. I, I, I can't seem to regulate my body temperature anymore, so I'll suffer with, particularly when it's warm, oh, absolute nightmare. Um, we've had to buy a, a portable air conditioning unit because I just can't cope with anything. Once it gets over sort of 21 degrees, I'm, I'm... Anyway, a whole load of things that I never have before. I'm also intensely claustrophobic now. Never was before. Can't get in an MRI scanner. I have a, I have a panic attack, a full blown panic attack. I sweat. I go bright red. I want to, I cry. It's, it's anyway. I've made improvements from where I was seven years ago, but have I recovered? No. If we're defining recovery as being back to how I was before. No, nowhere near recovered. And I'm not going to because I've got brain damage. So I've accepted, it's taken me a long time to accept this because I don't readily give in, but I've accepted this is it. I can still maybe make some minor improvements here and there, but as to recovering, being back where I was prior to my brain attack, no, not unless there's some miraculous breakthrough in medical science that can repair brain damage. And for this reason, I much prefer the word improvement to the word 
recovery. Because using the word improvement, that suggests a kind of ongoing process as opposed to recovery, which is a, a finite end point. Because this post-brain attack stuff is all about, it's actually, it's a journey, not a destination, to use a very well-worn cliche. But actually, it really fits in this, in this case. It, it's a journey, it's not a destination. And the brutal reality of all that is for the majority of full-stroke survivors, and I'm not talking about people who have had a TIA or a mini-stroke, but a full-on stroke, then for these guys, me included, a proper full 100% back-to-how-I-was recovery probably, probably won't happen. That's just my view, but let's look at some factual data. So uh, I got what I'm about to tell you from opedge.com. And it's a, um, some statistics about strokes. So here we go. 10% of people having strokes recover almost completely. Now note the use of the word almost. 10% of people recover almost completely. 25% of stroke survivors, or people, 25% of people who have strokes recover with minor impairments. 40% of people who have strokes have moderate to severe impairments. 10% of people who have strokes require care in some kind of nursing or care home or medical facility. And 15% of people who have strokes die. So we've got a 10% chance of being in the almost complete recovery category. Again, I've really got to stress that word, almost. So the likelihood of being better or cured, recovered, is actually quite slim. Um, just between me and you, I'm with the majority. I'm in the 40% group, I would say, moderate to severe. Um, there's a fantastic book that I would uh, recommend, wholeheartedly recommend that you read, and I'd read it again and again if, too, if I were you. And this book is called Stronger After Stroke, written by a guy called Peter Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E. And if I quote from that book, uh, if you're listening, Peter, um, I'll probably uh, put a small check in the post to you because of copyright. Um, I won't, I'm just saying that. Um, Peter says in the book, and I quote, recovery begins at the end of your comfort zone. Recovery begins at the end of your comfort zone. If you're a new stroke or brain injury survivor, I strongly, strongly suggest you read this book and commit that quote to memory. If you think about it, what it means is if you stay within your comfort zone, that's where you'll stay. To get the best improvement you can, you've got to keep pushing yourself day after day after day to expand your comfort zone. Because only by expanding your comfort zone will you start to improve. And your improvement, P 
Peter's word, recovery, but your improvement begins at the end of your comfort zone. So wherever, wherever the end of your comfort zone is for now, for you, that's where your improvement will start. So when you get to the end of your comfort zone, there will be an extension of that comfort zone and that's where your improvement will start. So it's it's about forever extending and growing your comfort zone because that's when you'll start to improve. So when you've reached the edge of your current comfort zone, that's when your improvement starts. And in order to achieve further improvement, you've got to expand your comfort zone again. Trust me, it's unbelievably hard work. Progress is slow, extremely. Glacial is probably the right word, as in a glacier, slowly, two inches a year, whatever, moving down a valley. Recovery begins at the end of your comfort zone. Improvement begins at the end of your comfort zone. And just so we're really clear about this, and in the spirit of honesty and all the rest of it, there are no shortcuts. There are no easy solutions. There are no magic pills. It's just plain hard work, physically, mentally. And you'll find you'll have to work harder than you've ever worked before. Two reasons. One, you've got brain damage. You've got an injured brain. And unlike all the other major organs in the body, the brain can't be transplanted. So we've got to create new neural pathways, new neural connections. And this makes your brain work harder than it ever has before. And so that leads to a great deal of fatigue. Because your brain is damaged, it's working harder than it ever was before. Anyway, so you get fatigued. So when you try and do stuff to make those improvements, you're working even harder again. And guess what? You're going to get even more fatigued. And this takes time and effort. And there's absolutely no guarantees. You can put a shed load of effort in and actually not get much out. But you won't know until you try. And how much better you'll get will depend on how much brain damage you have and where precisely it is. So we're back to where I was in the previous podcast, which is about understanding exactly what your situation is with regard to your stroke, the location of your stroke and the effect that it's had on you. Actually, when I said there are no guarantees, I will give you one guarantee. And that's I absolutely guarantee you that if you don't commit 100% to your rehabilitation work each and every day for months, possibly the rest of your life, then you won't get any better. That's, that's a guarantee. Sorry for being blunt, but that's the truth. I've met quite a few stroke survivors, brain attack survivors, and literally a few seconds of meeting the individuals concerned, and you know straight away, yeah, this person's got it, or conversely, this person hasn't. 
So I said about working harder than you've ever worked before for two reasons. One is you've got brain damage. Secondly, because of your new brain injury, your very being, your every fibre has got to work so much harder to do anything. You'll, you'll know this only too well. Stuff that you never thought about before, you now really got to think about. From my experience, actually learning to walk again. <laughs> you know how to do it. You've been doing it for years. You can see it in your head. You know what to do. Never even thought about it before my stroke. You just get up and you walk from one side of the room to the other. That's it. You pick up what you want. You walk back again. You sit down. Done. Never even thought about it. Might have been on the phone, thinking about something else, whatever. Just happened. And all of a sudden, you can't do that automatically. All of a sudden, you've got to think about every single step that you're taking. Somebody talks to you when you're trying to walk. You either stop walking in order to answer their question or ignore them and keep walking. You All of a sudden, you can't do those two things at the same time. Two simple little things. So your anything you try and do is using up an awful lot more brain power and more energy than you did before. So... In order to make any improvements, it's bloody hard work. And it's made even harder by the fact that you've got an ABI, an acquired brain injury. That's, that's the category of brain injury that uh, stroke brain attack falls into. As you know, I'm seven years on from my brain attack. I can now have a shower without having to take to my bed and lie down for an hour or so. Mostly. Occasionally on one of my uh, zombie days, as I like to call them, I'll need to lie down after showering. But generally I can manage now to get dressed, which is, believe it or not, another huge energy sapping experience. So I can normally manage to get dressed after a shower, but then I'll need to sit down for, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour or so to recover. In simple terms, it's taken me seven years to be able to shower without feeling completely exhausted. So this is the magnitude of what we're talking about. And I'm fortunate compared to many. You'll need to dig deep, very deep, again and again. You'll have to fight. You're going to have to be really strong. You're going to have to be stubborn, obstinate, bloody-minded, determined, all of those sorts of things that normally are pretty unsavoury characteristics in a human being but actually being a bit of a stubborn son of a bitch is quite handy for a stroke survivor and it's a daily battle but you've got to do it because you've got two choices you can stay where you are and accept that's where you are or you can try and move on bit of a no-brainer really well that's it for now i think that's long enough um in the next podcast, I'm going to look in more detail about making improvements uh, and why it's boring. Yep, you heard that right. Making improvements, as we've been talking about here, is boring. Please visit brainattackmusic.com, find out more about the project and see the links there to follow me on social media. And until then, look after yourselves, take care and keep on. Come on.